Hey, I'm Cardin, former Disney cast member and founder of LogRide. And I'm John Davidson, theme park fan and travel hacker. We are on a mission to unveil the secrets, insights, and people behind the theme park industry. Join us each week for a new episode. Now sit back and hold tight, because we're about to launch into the Thrill Seekers podcast. We are live. We are doing a Missouri opening weekend recap. So I got some amazing people with me. I got Brian, Mr. Six Flags himself. I got Tom and T from Show Me Coasters. And I got Steve from Thrill Max. We're all going to give our opinions and hopefully maybe even later we'll have another guest join us. But for the most part, just to kind of do a little uh, roundtable introduction. So you already met if you were following along uh, last week. In the chat session, you probably saw a few comments we put up on there from Brian, Mr. Six Flags himself. So he's up in the corner. And then Tom and T from Show Me Coasters were, you know, basically on, on the whole entire time. So, Steve, you're the new one. So uh, I uh, I verbally told everybody it was my fault because I told you the wrong week. So uh, <laughs> after after that, uh, I'm glad you were able to kind of su- – I think you may even have suggested this uh, recap show. So it's all your fault, Steve. It's all your yeah. fault. Yep, all my fault. So, Steve, uh, tell us a little bit about your channel. When did you start it? Sure. Um, so this is our third season. Uh, my channel is called Thrill Max, um, and that has – it's two words, and Max has two Xs. Um, so I started it in 2019, and the reason why my – the second word, M-A-X-X, um, it's because my home park, Six Flags Great America – and the same year that I started my channel, they opened up a roller coaster called Max Force. And so when I was thinking of a name throw Max, I said, we both were born in the same year. So, <laughs> and you know what? And I kind of want to go full throttle like this. So, wow. Uh, you know, that is one that is on my bucket list. I still have not got to ride that yet. Thanks to the park being closed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a fun ride. Um, uh, if you're going in it for the speed, um, it's only in that initial launch. As soon as you leave that launch pad, it just, it dies. Um, but it's yeah, a but, great ride. But. but how do they, how do they throw like, what is it like six or seven elements in like the first 10 seconds or something crazy like that? Yeah. I mean, it, is, it is amazing how much they cram into, into such a small the ride. Bucket. It's only like 19 seconds, wasn't it? For uh, sure. 19 seconds. It's it might even make a minute. It's 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 twenty. I believe it's twenty-seven seconds from start to finish, from launch. Twenty-seven to seconds. Wow. And they pack in five inversions, three records. Um, you know that's incredible. Uh, and they spent according. Well, uh, rumor is that they spent fifteen million on that ride. So for Six Flags, you know that's that's a lot of money for Six Flags. Usually. They invest, you know, 10 or under, but um, to hit a $15 million ride and that might be a cloned ride. You know, if you look at it, it looks highly clonable for a lot of parks that need a small launch coaster. So, wow. Well, we'll get back to what these two parks could bring later when we hit the ride sections. So let's uh, let's go ahead and walk all the way through um, to uh, what we did at uh, opening weekend. So let's start with Six Flags St. Louis. I believe all of us were at Six Flags St. Louis. So uh, I was there at quote unquote rope drop. It wasn't really a rope to drop, but I was there at rope drop with my daughter. And uh, I was lucky enough to 
to actually bump into everybody except Steve. Steve, I went to every ride you had just been on, like I was following you around, but oh, never, wow. did, never did get to see you. So we had to pull off because uh, my daughter is not uh, tall enough to do Mr. Freeze and Batman. So we were doing some other stuff. And then when we try to catch up with Ninja, we had just missed you. So so uh, let's just uh, throw it uh Let's throw go around round circle. So uh, start with you, Brian. Um, what did you think right when you walk into the park? Uh, you haven't even entered yet. I thought there was quite a bit of sprucing up. What did you think right when you got yeah, there? Uh, I think it was amazing. The, it was. I liked the. I liked the thing in the uh, front where the um, fountain was. That's brand new. Yeah. All right. I threw that up there. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, their their current um, what do you want to call it theme is spring break because they're doing spring break. So they had tons. They had flowers inside oh, of the yeah. fountain. That's, that's they right. had they had uh, in the inside fountain. They had flowers, and they they really have done quite a bit of work. So uh, and Tom is and the, he, I'm sorry. Yep. Is the coaster and, and they part on top of the arch? Was that there last season? I thought that was new. This thing. new, right? I liked that little touch. They put a coaster train on top of the arch. I, yeah, they they hey, did Steve, that just. I believe it's. I believe it's. I believe it's um, new because it looks. It also looks like the Screaming Eagle uh, ride. Yeah, if you look at it, it does a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think they did that for the 50th. I think they, um, cause I, I believe I remember them seeing that, seeing them post that on their social media. So, uh, so let's kind of walk through a few of the pros and cons. I, I think, um, Tom and T you guys, uh, did a, did a review and uh, your first ride was what? Uh, we wrote the boss. We did yeah, have the, the boss. But it closed. <laughs> Gotcha. So it was. I think that was a little unusual. Normally, the boss isn't open yet. So from those you guys that don't know, the boss is the huge wood coaster in the back corner, and uh, that one is uh, usually weather dependent. So it's got to be. Does anybody know six? In this they normally say sixties, something like that. I thought it's like so fifty-five or sixty. Nice. Um, so then, uh, so what did what did you guys think? Uh, well, how was the how was the park? Uh, Tom and T with the co coasters running smooth, everything look on the. I thought the park looked really, really clean, and uh, there was a few uh, we find you you notice we finally broke down and and I downloaded the app for, after we were <laughs> forty five minutes. It was like everyone's passing us. Well, there were there were some hiccups. But I heard a lot of people that had the app was complaining that he didn't get their food. We didn't get our food because we didn't have the app. <laughs> well, we were waiting at the primo. Oh my God! It's like everybody, the one that was working, she was just looking down the, the tablet and getting food. I was like, "What about us here in life?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get back to food. Um, so, Steve, what what do you think? Uh, per, per, everything in tip-top condition. Um. I'm not going to say tip top condition, but I, I definitely thought that, you know, you could see that, that the new um, CEO is putting emphasis on, on cleaning up the parks and specifically parks that um, have underachieved, but have massive potential for growth. And, and I think that that's where Six Flags really falls um, into, you know, if you look at the other parks in Missouri, I, I would say that it's a solid number two. Uh, in in the state, 
And, you know, in, in the chain, it should be performing better. And so right. if you just do little things like that entryway, and even just enhancing it with the flowers and putting the little coaster train on top and the little bits like that, when people walk in, it's a much more um, presentable product, right? Um, and I think that that's, that's beautiful. I think that there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, oh. in the park and I hope that they continue that, but at least it gives some light at the end of the tunnel. I like, I like the thought process of, of them trying to clean up different areas. Yeah, and and I, and uh, maybe it's me, but I, I also felt like a lot of stuff, like little stuff, had been painted and kind of cleaned up, like the like the things that had just kind of maybe fallen off. And and what what did you think about that major retrack that they did oh, wow. on the on the kid on the kid train? <laughs> oh, you didn't see the major retrack they did. But but as funny as that is, um, and and I'm sure we'll get to this in a little bit. But the care that they took to just the overall um, presentation of the park carried over to some of their rides and and you know you just hit on you know we made a joke about the train and how it got retracked, but. Mm -hmm. They put some investment in some other places, in some old classics, and um, and and we'll talk about it in a minute. But the overall presentation, you know, the queue lines, some of the queue lines were revived, and and some of the experiences inside of those those station houses were revived, and um, it, it just enhances that overall guest experience. And I can only imagine. Um, a kid, right? Because these are family parks. They they really target the family, and 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 even their throw rides are more teenage, young twenties. That's kind of their demographic, right? Yeah. Um, but if you look at like some of those experiences and those queue lines and stuff, it gives those kids imagination. It gives them wow, look at look at this. You know, even just the um, the uh, Hall of Justice, what the, the uh, Justice League ride, yeah, um, you know, to bring that kind of wonder to them, and it's a Six Flags park, right? And then the parents go, "Well, we can afford this. Let's bring them back because they had such a fun time." So doing those little improvements, sometimes you don't need a thirty million dollar yeah. coaster. You know? What did you What did you think about the um, well, uh, like some of the other stuff? Like I noticed, uh, like they're putting in new decks and kind of making platforms and having a little more of the sit down and relax kind of feel um all the way up through the top part of that yeah that looks really good right there that deck has been there for years and years and years since before they built before they put in uh i think with fire foam uh pilot not island plane what is that uh rusty rusty flyer, flyer yeah, yeah. but the rusty flyer that is a nice little spot there for you yeah. to go and kind of relax while people are doing whatever you know in that area uh, but you know, it's good to see them redo that deck. I know that whole section up there is, you know, really looking to be, have some transformations over the next few seasons, I think. So, All right. So what did you think about the ride lines? I know uh, I think yeah. I, I, we, we kind of broke down and ended up buying a fast pass opening weekend. So sorry, on Saturday. Uh, but then Sunday, we Sunday it wasn't as bad and we didn't. So wh wh what did you think, Brian? How did you think the, think the lines were for opening weekend? Because you got a fast pass too, like right? Yeah, long, you have last very long, but very long. I think I saw some even reach about. Pass. Ah, you, okay. So you always have that, okay? Yeah, but I, I want to say I don't know, Steve. When you got there, about how how were the yeah. about how were the 
how were the lines? Well, it was a little different. You know, it's a little different for me um, because I do the membership. And ah, so I was Diamond your... Elite, and so now I'm Diamond Elite VIP. So I get four skip the lines, and I went. Woo! I was only in the park about three hours each day, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and so I just went in, you know, got the four rides I wanted, walked around, looked at everything, took some pictures, and then left. And so I didn't really have to deal with the lines, but I did notice them because walking past all of those people, especially Boss and Mr. Awesome. Freeze. Well, um, I noticed Batman was a Batman too. Batman, and, and that was one that I didn't get a, a, a flash pass for or skip the line a voucher for because I figured oh, it's being in high capacity. Still waited about 35, 40 minutes in line, and that was when the park first opened. So um, it was pretty, it was really busy. So uh, there was a question online about the lines and if people were doing the social distancing. And um, I, I think it's a mixed bag. I mean, for us, I think we got, I, I personally got pretty lucky. Most people did uh, did pretty good honoring that. But I saw some pictures that uh, that were where it wasn't quite as good probably as you'd like. So what'd you, what'd you, uh, what'd you guys think, uh, Tom I think T? more like two feet instead of six, right? <laughs> what, what's your definition of six feet? Pretty much non-existent. Yeah. Not as... Yeah, I, I I think it helps when you put a put a big cushion in front of you, then the people behind you tend to kind of recognize that you're doing yeah. that and honor it a little bit more. Maybe I don't yeah. know. We're I pretty also, strict with my wife and my daughter. Yeah, sorry. I also yeah. think that it's uh, no, it's okay. I, I um, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. Um, I I also think it's hard. I think it was easier in the lines because you have those social distance markers and people mm -hmm. can kind of see them um, and kind of remind. But I think, it, you know, at least you had two feet. But when you looked at food lines, once you start spilling out of the restaurant onto the midway and you don't have those social distance markers, you don't even have two feet. They are. I mean, it's it's pretty much single file line like it would regular be. Um, and I'm sure we all saw that. That it, I mean, those lines were just jam packed all the way back. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that's really where I saw it the worst um, is when it spilled out into the midways. All right. Well, it looks like uh, in the chat, Ke uh, Kevin was was mentioning that his his home park is Frontier City. He was commenting about how he thinks that that there are. That that they're they're putting amounts of money into redoing, and so so he said that that uh, he agreed with this, our St. Louis comment about the CEO. He said the same thing is here in Frontier City, and uh, we're going to get to uh, Andrew asked or was making a comment about the rides that are going away in Catwoman's Whip, but we'll circle back to that because um, I'm going to add Travis in right now. So just uh, kind of throw you in there. Hey Travis, can you hear us okay? Yeah. Basically. All right, perfect. All right, so um, so going back to uh, the lines, um, let's spend just a little bit on the on the uh, dining because we do agree. I think we all agree that when the lines for the dining spilled out into the midways and stuff, it was really brutal. But uh, I got really lucky. The app and the and ordering food. So I got. I just must have did perfect timing. I didn't have too many issues with my app, but I know a lot of people made comments. Um, I saw them on Facebook about the app. So did did anyone else use the app? I know T. Didn't you mention that you uh, used the app? We, we were stubborn. We refused yeah, to download the app. But once we download the app, we were in front of them. <laughs> Thinking it was the food instantly. 
put a, we wait like 30 minutes uh, yeah, while was, they were getting everybody. We have to be worse problems. It's hit and miss. We're kind of, we're kind of technologically challenged at times. And, and that app is one of the things that we are technically challenged. It with. keeps kicking you out. Yeah, it wouldn't, you know, it took me forever to get our food order put in on the apps and then to get it, you know, to where it was actually sent. But once we did that, they were like, oh, okay, here's your food and have a good day. Um, but I think I think overall the park wasn't ready for the crowd that they actually had at the park as far as food service goes. I think the park yeah. was way more crowded than what they were. So my thing is, uh, what? Uh, how do you think they should design the people with food app and the people that you know that are technically challenged? But it seems like should they operate like a like a flash pass? Where you know serve the core people in the line and get three or four that still focus on people on the line, mm -hmm. or as it progresses, more people use more apps and you know. Yeah, yeah. T Tony t uh, on um, in the comments in the live chat, Tony said uh, BJ's was brutal. I don't know, uh, Travis. You just joined us. Uh, what was your thoughts on the food? JB. Um, okay, JB's. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, what I say? I, it, it, the, I comment, the comment did say JVs. I'm not sure what I said. I like. I refuse to use the app. I decided to give it a shot this past weekend. I waited an hour and 45 minutes for food, and literally, I ordered before the restaurant even opened. And then everyone that was in line got their food way before I did. And I'm just you, like, this. Yeah, there's like, I also work in food, and like. We used to get Postmates and like Uber Eats and like all this stuff. And it like threw everything for a loop because now all of a sudden you just have, you have your inside and you have your drive through, but then also you have all these other like online orders and it's like, you can't, it just bogs you down. So I actually don't think the mobile ordering like that is exactly successful, especially with how the culinary is at Six Flags St. Louis. Cause I know it's a pretty rough department for our park. Oh man, you're you're killing me. I love the app. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's hit or miss. I think it's I, I, you know yeah. when I went to Georgia last year, um, it worked. Uh, it worked fine. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I've had you know different experiences. The problem with the dining in St. Louis. So there was a few issues that, that I had with the dining. Um, one, the mobile app, I couldn't use it because when I went on it, it said that the mobile ordering was down. Yeah, and that I that I couldn't even put an order if I if I wanted to. If you wanted to, um, and even if I did, my friend shout out to Rocco, um, Rocco ordered just a drink refill. Uh, this is at Moose Lodge and Moose Burger Lodge, and he ordered just a drink refill, and we waited for well over thirty minutes um, Ooh, for a drink on the mobile app. He went on the mobile app and he did it, yeah. and he had, he waited for thirty minutes just for that. Um, so that was an issue. I know at some point because they were so overwhelmed, um, if you went to Primo's pizza late in the day, uh, you were not getting a full slice of pizza. They were cutting the pieces in half, but they weren't telling anybody this. They were just stuffing them in the box, handing in the box and people were just still paying full price, you know, full dining credits or whatever and getting half of that. So, yeah. um, there was a lot of issues, you know, throughout the day with, with the dining, um, and, and I think the biggest one for me, you know, personally, I went to, um, I ate a chopsticks and it was really 
chaotic. All the food was just kind of thrown everywhere because they were just trying to get the food out. And, and I asked for my snack, you know, can I get the egg rolls? And they threw an egg roll in the thing, but then they gave me crab ragoons on top of it. And, and like for the customer, it's like win-win, you know, we're getting like extra food. But when you think about, especially with the pandemic, and, and how bad Six Flags needs to generate money, little things like that, giving out extra food and stuff, I noticed that and thought, this isn't good. I, I hope they're not, I hope yeah. that they're not doing this all day long with all these different customers in some areas, you know? Yeah, I think I think Tony in the, in the chat hit it on the head. He's, he's chalking it up to open first day. What, um, first day. Um, yeah. Um, and, and I, and I really, I did, I personally thought it was better on Sunday myself. So I, I think by Sunday that they had quite a bit of that uh, taken care of. So, all right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's kind of chalk that one up and kind of push it to the side. We all had a few little small food issues here and there, and let's talk about some of the things that weren't there ride wise. So, uh, I think, Tom and T, you're the ones that mentioned it in our on our last one. So tell us about the two rides that aren't there anymore. Well, uh, the rides are there, but it's just not functioning. <laughs> uh, they took okay. the, the, sure. the, the antique car is not in the park anymore, and uh, uh, Superman got the drop tower. They start taking pieces down. If you see our videos, like I don't know what the thing's still there. But, the tower itself is yeah, still there, but like uh, all of the theming and everything's been removed yeah and then um I, I don't know was travis was it in line that you were talking about uh we had a comment in the chat let me scroll up because it was previous and i had skipped it but they thought that they were going to move catwoman's whip up to where superman was that was is that correct. you Tra that was you travis that was ta talking about that in line yeah so um being so i used to work at the park so i have quite a few connections with it um, I did get a chance to talk to one of the higher ups in the ride department on opening day and supposedly what's going to happen, the antique cars as of right now, they don't have any plans to bring them back. They plan to maybe, he talked about maybe 10, 15 years down the road, someone might pick it back up and like, hey, let's put this back in. Um, there was talk of putting it where the go-karts was, but the problem is, is the hill is too steep um, for those old cars to make it up that. Um, grade and then the Superman Tower of Power ride. I'm actually really sad that, that one's leaving, but um, so what they're doing with that is that is going to get ripped out and sent to Six Flags for America for spare parts for Giant Drop. And then they're going to put Catwoman's Whip on top of the hill where Superman was, which I actually think is a better spot than down there by Boss. It is but. a better spot. So, so now that Steve's putting <laughs> drinking. Okay, go. Uh, so what do you think you're going to get spare parts? How do you feel? Just cause, cause Chicago is your home park, right, Steve? Well, yeah. Um, it doesn't happen often that we get spare parts. Uh, usually, usually the, the joke, uh, up here is, uh, when rides are rides, we always send our rides to America when they're not great anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, you got our condor ride, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and that's, 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 that's really cool. Um, <laughs> the, okay. The one token thing that didn't happen that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish, you know, so Six Flags St. Louis already before these, these two rides were removed, you know, let's not forget about tidal wave, um, mm -hmm. had also bit the dust. Um, and 
the issue with yep. St. Louis is that they don't, they already need more flat rides. I yeah. feel like they already need, you know, you could get away with the coaster lineup, but, but you need to yeah. really flesh out some of those areas, some of those midways and, and put in a couple of more flat rides because really you have maybe two or three for the kids and maybe the same for the adults. You don't have a whole lot or it feels that way anyways. Um, and so when now we're removing Superman, which is a huge iconic tower in the park. Um, you can see it. It's one of the first things you see coming around, you know, when you're driving on the interstate. Um, and then you're going to remove a kid's ride on top of that, or family ride. It just doesn't make sense to me. They need to add stuff to replace it, but they don't get the investment yeah. that a lot of the other parks get. So I fear that's just going to sit vacant for a long time. And, and that's not, I don't think, what the park needs. Do we think that's a timing? I'm sorry. Well, oh, because we were going to add on to it, but that's the thing that uh, kind of aggravates me with Six Flags St. Louis. We want you to add, but don't subtract. If right. you go to other parks, like Worlds of Fun has over 20 flat rides. Yeah. You know, Chicago has a great, King Island has a great, but I noticed like every time we get a new ride, it's replacing an old ride. Why don't you just fix the, the old ride and just their unwillingness to expand the park that's what's following this policy I mean, if you have land you know just create another section of the park like six five with georgia created super friend area and the kids area but it should, it should be about 15 16 flat line not eight you know offhand you can count how many flat lines six flat signals there but yeah other parts our numbers are in the 50s not 70 but it should be you know, or do or give us, you know, throw us a bone, corporate, if you're listening, and and do what you did with Six Flags Over Texas and give us a three ride flat. Yep, package. One, give yeah. us three flat rides at once, announce it, and then, um, and that, um, you know, that might cost the same amount as a Raptor, maybe a little bit more. And maybe we don't get the coaster, but I'd rather replace three rides with a brand new coaster. I'd rather have three solid flats and really fill out some of that. Um, some of that loss. Man, you, guys are, you guys are killing me. <laughs> Georgia. They get Georgia got a poison ivy and something else. Like, a scrambler. Uh, and a scrambler. A scrambler and then they but got... it just, you get multiple flat rides in multiple years. That the little one or two rides, the, it will add up to six or seven, you know, and the park will look a lot better than just giving a one flat ride and call it, you know, call it a day. Yeah. What about you, Travis? You're being a little quiet on in this conversation. I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of listening and I kind of have <laughs> thoughts. What are your thoughts? Well, so one of the biggest problems that I believe with Six Flags St. Louis is a lot of the rides that they're removing, they've like, they haven't been getting capital for a very long time from corporate. They only give them like, they're like, oh, here's a dime. So they only have so much. They're like, here, go fix this with this. And it's like, no, this doesn't work. So they end up to where a lot of these rides, some of them are very old, like original rides, and some of them have been there a long time. They don't get the maintenance that they should get because they can't maintain them properly because corporate doesn't give them enough money. So what happens is whenever they get to the point to where these rides, like, oh my goodness, we can't run these anymore. So they have to remove them. So from what, from what someone told me, you have to tear down to build up. So I think that they're out right now. They're trying to get rid of all those rides that are just kind of not doing so great. 
that are kind of old, dilapidated. And I was trying to get rid of those and eventually, hopefully they'll start building that up. Like the new front entrance was the first step of rebuilding some of the infrastructure. So that's, it's just a start. I know it looks frustrating on paper and when you see it, but I think in the long run, it might turn into a positive. I mean, I kind of, I kind of agree with that to a point, but there are certain rights that you shouldn't. Move. I understand the classics. The, I understand that the moon cars were probably really aged out. The, the cars themselves are probably totally spent, uh, with as old as those were. Well, you know, I mean, but that doesn't mean that you take out a hair, you know, a heritage ride that opened with the park on day one, and you remove it on the 50th anniversary of the park. They could have let that sit for another season and then said, you know what, we're going to be taking this out at the end of the season to make improvements within the park. Mm -hmm. And some at some date in the future, we can see these be returning. So I agree with Tom, like uh, take uh, World of Fun, the other Missouri park, which is not open yet. They have rides, like a huge collection, I think about 10, from Flying Dutchman to, you know, the Lawson. But they do, the Cedar Fair do keep, but for some reason, I know that our parks have been neglected. Uh, Six Flags had problem in the past. The two original parks, Georgia and uh, Six Flags were Texas. They got sued by the investor, and that forced them to spend money. You know, but the the thing is, I feel like sometimes our park is not a priority for the corporation. But I, I I see positive sign that the CEO is willing. To yeah, it, it seems like the new CEO, because it seems like that's kind of been the thought process over the last 15 years-ish uh, for the park, is that we're not a priority. I mean, just if you look at the amount of custom coast, I mean, custom coasters that that park has, mm -hmm. there's not many. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of clones. Even even American Thunder is a clone. Mm -hmm. But um, So they kind of get lazy with it over the last 15 years. We'll drop a clone in, we'll drop a clone in. Um, and And the new ceo seems to think okay i think we can get it from a tier you know up up to a tier two park i think we can just bump it just you know i don't think it's ever it's never going to be a great america it's never going to be a magic mountain but can it be an over georgia yeah you you can do that eventually if you put the kind of money in and i i think it's almost been to their detriment when they don't invest into a park like that because their thought is, well, we're not making money, so we're not going to put the money in. But you have to keep investing into your park to keep attracting new people. So what's happened over the years is people think, well, nothing new. Why am I going to go? It's the same thing that I've always done. I'm going to go somewhere else that offers a new experience and, and yeah. something that's that's more relevant. And, and so they need to get back in that mindset of we yeah. can't just dump money into the big parks. We need to spread the money out more on those small parks to bring them up to that level. Well, even if you don't invest money, at least maintain the rides. Like if you, even the classic rides such as Batman, if you look the the hand grip, it's all it's like switch cheese. It's all deteriorating. Just you know, little things like Steve said. Just you know, you don't invest at least paint new paint job or fix the the seats or something like that. Um. One of the questions from the chat was, when was the last time that we saw uh, the other side of the log from run? Uh, I, I guess I haven't noticed. Don't I thought nope. both both sides were running. I think it ran last season. Last season? Yeah, last season. It doesn't run often, but when it's it's because of the ADA line. 
So that ADA line only accesses that first flume. It does not go over to that other side. That's why they never open it. Oh, really? It's super busy, and they have the extra staff to do that. So it's it's, yeah, it's so is. people can access it. That's Holiday the, weekends, it, pretty much a good rule of thumb is if that picnic buffet is open, which they open on, on holidays and special events, mm -hmm. um, that log flume is going to be open. Um, they're expecting a big, big crowd. So, and it's going to be both sides. So um, now what's interesting is that sometimes that log flume, um, shout out in the comments if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever ridden the log flume where there was no water in like three quarters of the trough? Most of the water was just after the first drop. Have you ever ridden in the, in the dry troughs? I have as, as multiple times. They used to just- Really? Oh yeah, no, I've never, I've never been in it when there was a dry, dry. Oh yeah, whatever, it, it, whatever, it, whatever, whatever that's called. Oh yeah, yeah. Back in the day, there was a few times where you would be out in the little wood section, you know, where you're just meandering. Yeah. Yeah. But specifically, there's a little, a little shallow drop, um, and I remember going down that drop, and it was just, it felt like we were just on wood, you know. I mean, it. it there was no water in the trough. So huh. shout out in the comments if you've ever ridden it with no water in the trough. All right. Well, we got a couple that said that they did. Uh, John said <laughs> even in 2007, oh, 27. So that's a few years ago. But yeah. And Brian, you said you have also. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, indoor, outdoor shows. Um, down the drop down. Whoop. Uh, I think we I think I lost Brian. I think we lost Brian. Sorry. Uh, so uh, indoor outdoor for the shows. Right now they're all out out they're all outdoors. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I think I mean I haven't seen the schedule for this year's shows. They didn't have that was another kind of one of the things that I was kind of aggravated with the park. They had no park map, they had no show schedules, nothing yeah. that was posted uh, on opening day about what was coming for this season. But you know. I think, yeah, this year we're still going to be outdoors for all the shows. There was like a yeah. little dance party thing going on in front of the palace. Oh, yeah. oh you want to talk about the spring break? My daughter absolutely loved the, the they had the biggest bubble blowing yeah, yeah. machines yeah. ever. I mean, yeah. like, not like the, the, the ones that the DJs have. I mean, they were huge and they had tons of them up mm -hmm. on. And I mean, they just pumped. I, it was just sea of bubbles out there. And yeah, then they had a. Uh, well done. Yeah, food court. They had food trucks. They had like the where you throw throw the thing in the hole, cornhole, corn. Yeah, cornhole, and then they had like different different like. They didn't have a margarita truck. <laughs> no, no margarita truck. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Nathan wants to know if they're going to bring back the concerts. Uh, we don't know. I have no idea. I've heard rumors that there well, were structural the problems <laughs> with the stage. Uh, yeah. I looked at it opening weekend. I kind of looked down in there at the stage at the old Glory Amphitheater. I didn't really see anything that looked all that bad, and they had stuff stacked on the stage. So I'm not sure what the issue is there with no shows. There. I wish they'd bring the show, not just the concerts. I wish they'd bring the shows back. Um, when I was a kid, they they did like a – Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came and they were live. Mm -hmm. It was the live ones from the from the movie, and they sang and danced. And Shredder was on stage, and like it was a real show. And I wish that they would do more because it's such a big venue, and especially now during the pandemic, you could socially distance that, space people out. It's outdoors. It's a really big venue. Yeah, it do is the huge. Show there, 
I didn't see the characters out of the park either, did you? No, I didn't see any characters. I didn't see any characters at all, really. And so that's what he's Golden Bunny really needs to bring back his dad, those character interactions in the park. You know, that's been missing not just not just because of COVID over the last couple of years, but for a while now. I mean I think maybe it's a licensing issue, but I can remember Batman and Robin used to wander the park. They have that character. I haven't. So the reason the reason for that, I know why that is. So the reason that you don't see the DC characters, or if you notice, they'll show up at one park and then they'll show up at another. They're never at two parks at the same time. The reason why, it's a like an think of it like an acting troupe. It's a it's the same people that play these characters and they go park to park to park to park to park just like a traveling, you know, act. So, so because of that, that's why you don't see them very much because they got to get to the other parks and you'll never see them um, at two parks at the same time. So that's why you don't see the DC characters. That's what I was about to say. So years ago, they used to just dress anyone up in Batman or whoever, but now they can't do that. It's a DC licensing thing. So they have to have a certified actor kind of thing that dresses up as that person and they just send them around. That's what I was going to say as well. That's why they oh. can't use possessive either. You won't see Riddler's revenge. It's the Riddler revenge. You won't see, um, you know, whatever, Batman's Dark Knight Coaster. It'll be the Batman Dark Knight Coaster. I like, I like this. Tony said, I'm about to turn 21. I would still show up for some teenage Yes. And, and, and but, okay. So what's really cool, comment, comment below if, if anyone was there and saw oh, that. No. But they, oh, they, oh, yeah. They did two different things. They did two different ones. They did a daytime show that was like maybe 30 minutes long. But then they did like a nighttime to close the night out. And that one was like 45 minutes, an hour is a little bit more. And they had these rubber pizzas and they were throwing like Frisbees, these rubber pizzas out in the crowd. It was incredible. Bring that back. Uh, all right. Well, we did have one comment um, about the indoor. They, uh, Kevin said that uh, Frontier City, they saw that they posted a schedule last weekend that they had some indoor stuff. So that's that's promising. So it means that if it's a, another Six Flags Park, it is possible that St. Louis would follow suit then. So back in December when I was still in Texas, they were having uh, the Majesty of Christmas at Fiesta, Texas inside. They did have that at Fiesta, Texas this past year. So, I mean, it is it is possible. I could see it. But well, Yeah, Joe agreed that also. Politics too. It depends. So we we saw how certain states that you know are more open to things, and certain states close, like New Jersey or Illinois, close apart. But it has to do whether they're conservative or liberal too. <laughs> uh, I mean, our park didn't open any indoor for Halloween or Christmas. It's all outdoor. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Texas tends to be more. It, Oops. Conservative, but liberal in the policy. <laughs> Did I say? <laughs> what a <bad> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I have to apologize to Tony. The reason I was chuckling wasn't because of what you said, T. Sorry, I was I was chuckling because I I I guess I must have said uh, <laughs> Tony was twenty one, not not forty one. Oh. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? It could be local laws and rules. It's hard to tell. Um, yeah. St. Louis is a very liberal city, so. 
Oh, well, you know what? You're right. You got you got you got a, somebody agrees with you. So Joe also said that he thinks that St. Louis County won't let you have indoor shows. So sounds like that's probably pretty, pretty spot on with what you said. So, all right, to wrap up uh, Six Flags St. Louis, though. Um, so let's go back to the what what what's our what ride we want to have <laughs> coming next. So Steve, you're going to go with a with a try flat rides. Right. Well, that, I would be happy. That's not what I want to see. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, oh, don't that's, don't confuse what, what should happen with what I want. Is that what, right. what should happen and what I want to happen are two different things. Um, and I don't think that this is a, a shock, but personally, you know, I think I think Armsy Boss. I mean, I just think that that makes the most sense uh, financially because it's. It's for that $10, $12 million price point. You're not going to get a bigger ride. Um, and, and I've said this before. It's already 150-foot first drop. We know RMC can add a 50 feet. They've done it before, close to that. So why not give us the hyper? And even if it's an unconventional one, give us the hyper, man. We need it. Oh, nice. What about you, Travis? I'm going to keep my mouth shut for this one. What? Yeah, okay. it's, it's just I it's just your opinion. I, I know things that I'm not allowed to say. Oh, oh well, that now that <laughs> I know what I worse. would like to see though, but <laughs> there's a lot of things I'd like to see. I do think RMC Boss would be a really great addition, though. I think yeah. that especially when they took out the Helix, that was that was the first little element. Like, okay, we took away some track, but also to me, those Gerslauer trains are they don't make those anymore. So those Gerstlauer trains that that boss has, there's not many coasters left that have those. So, I mean, eventually they're probably going to run out of parts for those unless they're able to, unless they're still making parts for it. So that's, I think that would be a logical thing in the long run to do, but I, I don't know what's going to actually happen. All right. What about you, Tom? Oh, well, you know, I've said boss for, you know, boss. Let's get a uh, like a Ghost Rider treatment, like a GCI retracking. I mean that ride I heard that's ever since they did the GCI retracking, it's much better. But my, my biggest fear is that when if they do RMC the boss, I just hope they don't chop the length of the coaster. Yeah. Look, at, at this point, I'll take I'll take a Zamperla Thunderbolt model. Okay. Like <laughs> I, literally, like well, like I'll take that. the one down at A at Owa. Owa, yeah, that was, it looks nice. Yeah, those that does look like a really cool little coaster. But I've just heard the transitions on them are really rough. That's yeah. what I've heard about. We them. just need something. We need something that checks off those boxes. You know, anything. Really? You said a coaster. They might give you one of those. <laughs> what do you call it? Like a safari sidewinder <laughs> discovery. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's a wild mouse. The wild mouse. Unfortunately, I hope they don't Six Flags St. Louis and just put new trains on Boomerang, repaint it, and say the all-new, you know, whatever ride, the all-new all Revolution right. or whatever. All right. Or the Ninja with a soft restraint. I think the Ninja with new trains would be the best. I think that would be a good idea. Do it like Blue Hawk. I think it would really improve that ride. Yeah. yeah. The well, Ninja Georgia was really rough before the treatment. Yeah. Do you see a... Tony in the chat says that he thinks we should they should re rebuild the entire park revolving around the, Shaz the Shazam ride. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> For those of you guys who don't know, that's the uh, scrambler basically. Operate that ride. Do you? Six flags. Oh, horrible. Six flags. Oh, horrible. Oh, horrible. Oh, horrible. Oh, horrible. Oh, horrible. 
Oh, well, it. uh, I th- Brian's Brian's having connection issues, so we'll have to ask him if he comes back. It says his device is not connected right now, so we'll have to circle back to him. So, all right. So, any last uh, comments or partying thoughts um, on uh, Six Flags St. Louis? So you know, I thought the weekend went really well. I saw a lot of hate come out over yeah, social media towards our park. St. Louis junkies, but, so. <laughs> you know, I think that our park is great for what it is. Uh, it would be great to have you know you know everything that we want at that park and have everything flow smoothly as it is but it doesn't matter which park you go to even at six flags great america or, or at magic mountain opening day is always going to have glitches and it's just something you got to chalk up to you know that day's the that day's events and go on uh, well otherwise you know one thing that i didn't notice is that they weren't disinfecting the trains yeah, that's true. No, really? I, I we, get, we got, we got yeah. stopped multiple times where they did it in front of us. Really? We saw yeah. uh, America Thunder. They, they, they send, did? Yeah, oh, they I didn't send, even see it. Because we were trying to film the off-ride and they sent them to trade through. Look, I, I think the big takeaway is it would have been real easy. It's real easy for any park right now, given the pandemic, to... Um, get people in and out. To yeah. Just to not do anything, to just reopen. Right. And and to not and, and they would almost everyone would get a pass this season if if they did nothing at all. If yeah. they just opened the gates for us, um, people would be happy. So even the the little bit that they did, you know, refreshing the park and stuff, it shows that they're they're committed even during this time to still giving the best product that they can and showing the park in the best light that they can given the circumstance. So I, I really applaud them for all of that work that they did um and just the little things you know um like i said great experience uh, john are you pushed for time can we talk about staffing what's your thought on that or is that too much of... I, I thought staffing was okay and i for me we were at silver Dollar city the day before and, and you know it was like half they were struggling to fill yeah, they, key they were very understaffed. Like so, even so though the sick. food, like the skillet area, like down by the riverfront, there was nothing open. But St. Louis also, I noticed that they had multiple coasters on all their coasters. You know, usually they have one coaster on opening days. That was a plus for me. Yeah. So what about uh, what about you? You brought uh, so, so Travis. You've been pretty quiet on this one too. Any, any parting thoughts? Yeah. I, I personally think it went really well, given it. I, I mean, I think opening weekend was great. I thought Saturday was a blast. Sunday Sunday was fun, but I might have had a little too much to drink, but we're not going to get into that. But what I think when that's self-inflicted. Away, that's, that's not the park's fault. <laughs> I know it's not the park's fault, but it's <laughs> as it always is. But I really think that people need to take away, look at the little things. Look at what they're doing. Look at the lights that they put in the tunnel on Mr. Freeze. That's nice. Little improvement. It's better than not getting anything. And yeah. that's oh, yeah. what I take away from my. That's what I take away from the park. That's what that's I look for. I look up those little like what are they doing today that they didn't do yesterday? And the, yeah. the Batman station. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, oh, they, the had the, they had the lights. Yeah. But Mr. Freeze in particular, and I and I love this because I've said this for years, you know, um, uh, I at one point in my life, I was almost 400 pounds and it was really hard for me to get on different rides and different stuff. And it always frustrated me when 
um, park. And I, I brought this up with Six Flags St. Louis management so many times um, in my guest comments to them. But when um, there's technology that exists on other rides that are like for larger guests that they just per, they just don't exist there. It's you know Batman is a prime example. B and M's, um, the larger guests, the larger restraints have two seatbelts on them, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that's on Raptor and other rides that are you know another B and M um, Batman. Right. So that exists. And they're not on ours, so it's even harder for guests that are bigger. Um, so when I did have that problem, um, it always frustrated me. Like I could have gotten on this, you know, if you know the restraints were just a little bit different. Well, Mr. Freeze, they fixed a huge issue, and they put brand new seatbelts on Mr. Freeze oh. that have the new Intamin style clips, mm -hmm. and they are so much larger and. All that means is that more guests are going to get to get on that. More people are going to get to experience that ride and walk away, um, uh, you know, happy. And and they didn't do anything different, but just put a seatbelt that actually is long enough to go to the last setting of that lap bar. That's all they did was common sense. Thank you, Six Flags St. Louis, for listening. You know, big guys out there, they're going to appreciate that. All right. All right. So uh, let's let's. Uh... Let, let's wrap up Six Flags St. Louis. That's awesome. Um, sure. I, I think we all had a good time, but I do. Uh, we are already almost 50 minutes in, and we we, have, we haven't left a lot of time for uh, the other Missouri, the other Missouri park that had uh, had a go a go, a go live weekend, an opening weekend, which was uh, Silver Dollar City. So Travis, you and Tom and T were all there, right? No. Um, oh, I, I thought you were. Sorry. I'm hopefully going tomorrow. I live. Oh, tomorrow. you're going tomorrow. I'll be there Saturday, Sunday. But they were there last weekend. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I saw, I saw you guys actually had your video out there already. So, uh, just, just for since we're we're uh, Missouri, we're talking about Missouri parks. Just give us a little light rundown on uh, Silver Dollar City. You, you mentioned earlier that they kind of had some staffing issues, also. Yeah, they Maybe had, start there. Yeah, they did. The except uh, uh, time with time travel. <laughs> All the coast, the, all the rides had one, one, one coaster. It was weird. Yeah, there was a, a lot of them were running one train up. Yeah, on on their coasters. I think that's probably been remedied since then. And I think that when we went on Friday, it was the first nice day that they had had since they had opened on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So it was really crazy crowded. So they had crowds that they weren't expecting. Also, it was very busy. They didn't, so they didn't have the capacity limit. It was packed, and they were shorthand with people working. It was. Those like, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, because we wait uh, a flat ride like the uh, Insanity. We wait, we waited almost an hour to ride <laughs> with a guy from Oklahoma. Yeah, it was insane. We got six rides in ten hours. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really busy. There were a lot but of. I, I'm sure they'll that fix that. So I don't want to trash them. <laughs> no, I don't. It's it's not trashing him. It's just pointing out that you know it was so crowded that it was just. You know, the lines were just crazy, crazy long for everything. And everything was a two and a half hour wait. I don't know, it was the rain the, the first two days it was open? But a lot of the coasts was were up and down except time travel and the mountain. When they came back, it was like two hours waiting, wildfire and powder keg. Next we had almost three hours waiting. As yeah. frustrating as that sounds, that's that sound I mean it sounds great to me at the same time because 
we thought maybe 2021 was going to be a slow start and maybe it take a while to build back up to those levels but it sounds like if this continues and we keep having you know big numbers mm -hmm. um then that could be great for the industry we might be able to get back to nor you know at normal faster this way so that as frustrating as it is i think you know your listeners should really keep that in mind that that's a beautiful thing at the same time because that's how we're going to get out of this and back to normal i think we saw that at six flags st louis on opening day they had a yeah. larger crowd than what they were anticipating uh, the staff was better at so i was trying to think back um compared to previous years and i know it's you know because we've been <laughs> we've been kind of in this weird mode lately uh, for a year where we've been you know trying to not go out but if we try to compare it to the previous years, I, I've kind of felt like it was about as busy as a normal opening weekend at Six Flags St. Louis, but I couldn't I really I mean, remember. I think it was a little bit busier, actually. I you think, think it was busier? I think it was actually busier this year than it has. I think in 2018 we went, and you know, a lot of the rides that we went on were walk-ons. We did. No, no, that's no, not right. true. Batman had the line all the way to the oh, front. Batman. Yeah, yeah they were running, running, run train. Yeah. But that's what they notice that this year they they prepared for the crowd. They had multiple trains at six flags. What about what about Silver Dollar City? Is it uh, is it is opening weekend? I I've, I've kind of heard that Silver Dollar City's always got huge lines on opening weekends. Any thoughts yeah, on that? Is, yeah, but yeah, this year there was just still uh, more, so no more than no outdoor shows. Um, a lot of the the food kiosks were. I think there was like only three right by a right. by a time traveler and one down by wildfire. It was like that was mm. it. Normally they have like eight or nine. It was the restaurant Molly's was open though. Yeah. And they yeah. did they have one in the one indoor show. Yeah. And house. I have heard that they are very short staffed. Matter of fact, they're holding another hiring event. So just trying to get trying to get their staffing. So it sounds like that might be like a constant theme across the industry. I don't know. What about what about well, you, Chavis? Have you heard anything since you're you seem to have some friends in the industry? Is is everybody short staffed? I mean, I would say so, especially the parks that close down. So like our parks up here, because it's so cold in the winter or seasonal. So what happens is everyone's like, oh my goodness, there's this pandemic going on. And from what I've heard, it's made it like it's still fun in a way to work at these places but it's 10 times harder because everyone's just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just everyone's vibe, which I'm sure everyone's anxiety is less than what it was last year when the parks opened with yeah. the pandemic and everything. But I know that that's been a big issue. It's like, okay, like I'm going to work at this job and they're going to shut down in two months again. The fear of that, like, okay, well, I'll just go work at Walmart or I'll go work yeah. at Walmart, like stuff like that. Like they don't, they don't want to deal with it. And everybody's got these high, high, I mean, like, you know, everyone's a little bit on edge because of, yep. because of it. Right. Yeah. So Steve, any rumors in the Chicago area? I know that uh, Six Flags Great America said that they got an opening date and everything. Uh, I, I, I made some reservations. Yeah. Any rumors um, up there. You know, I, I, uh, so I haven't heard any rumors, but it's interesting. Just the buzz is amazing. Um, so one of the one of the interesting things is is the fan base for this park up here is incredible. It I will say it it will rival some Cedar Point fanboys out there. Um, 
the 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 dedication and so people are super excited um people go to the front entrance even now and take selfies you know and and do countdowns and stuff uh -huh. and it is incredible so i think i think that this is going to be just like um silver dollar city in uh st louis i think we're going to get slammed as soon uh -huh. as it, as they open um that would be my guess now I hope that doesn't scare anybody. Come out to the park. Our park is really big, so we can handle, you know, we can handle 20, 30,000 people in the park, no problem. It'll probably still be really, really good. So come on out. Did you did you drive through it over Christmas? Did you do the drive-through? Oh, yeah, uh, I did. And you know that was so cool to drive through the park. That was so I I was I was so glad I got to do that. It's oh, so man, weird though. And, and driving under being a coaster enthusiast and driving under I Goliath and under American, you know, Eagle and Yeah, yeah. Oh so neat. I and, couldn't I couldn't believe to exit. You literally drive through the track I mean through the support for the tracks to get out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we um we brought we were able to bring um your animal, your pet. And so uh, I brought my dog. Uh, my dog, you know, it's the first time I've ever brought my dog to the park and, uh, you know, he, it was really neat, you know, and, and I was trying to explain to him, you know, when I, when, when you're at home alone, sometimes this is where I'm at, this is what I'm doing, you know, and, you know <laughs> so, 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 so did your oh, dog realize it? outside, it's not inside the park itself, right? No, you drove, no, you drove in the park, yeah, inside the park. Yeah, you were driving on the mid yeah. Yeah. And, and and it was super cool because oh, they wow. had stages set up during certain parts. So when you drove by, they were still singing and dancing and had the characters out. And mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, as bad as this whole last year has been, that's some of the benefits that's coming out of this is that parks like, you know, chains um, everywhere. And, and especially Six Flags <laughs> being in such the financial position they're in, they, they're opening up new revenue streams. You know, you can come to the park, spend 30 bucks a person, and they can start generating money even in those colder months. Mm -hmm. I really hope places like Cedar Point um, adopt that because that's a way that they can be open for more than just winter chill out and that you can actually drive your car through there. You know how many people would love to do that, drive through the snow and and Cedar Point and see Millennium Forest, you know, doing with Christmas lights all on it. People would eat that event up. Yeah, that would be cool. I agree. Yeah. So uh, let's blow it out a little bit more. Um, one of the comments they said, uh, got a, uh, so Tony asked, uh, I got a, a sponsored promotion offer for Kentucky Kingdom, $3 for two days. Is it worth it? Yeah. 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 That sounds like yeah. spam. It says a spam yeah. email. You better check and make sure that's legit because that sounds I mean, too good to be true. Call the park. Call the park. Yeah. If so, let me know because I want that deal. <laughs> for thirty nine on the website. Oh wow. Say what? Go there. Thirty nine dollars for two days at Kentucky Kingdom. I'm pretty sure that includes drinks too because I've yeah, done that deal before. What? If you're out of state, yeah. you're out of state yeah. resident, it includes. This is drinks. all true. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna make myself a note to do this right now. But the best deal right now, the best deal on the internet, I'm telling you, and I scooped up over a dozen of these tickets, okay? Um, Mount Olympus. If, $5? If anybody, I got it. Yeah, $5, except yeah. I, they were running, it was $5 a ticket, but then it was 
five for 20 so it was it dropped down to four dollars and so i just started buying these five packs like they were going out of stock all right so it sounds that, like you're taking all of us they're they're six dollars right now so they went up one dollar so get it before they raise it again that's the best deal on the internet right now <laughs> so my question is and i don't know if maybe you guys know is adventureland going to offer uh seasons pass holders for cedar fair and six flags free admission no they only did that at the end of their season um for a couple of reasons, one, uh, obviously, due to everything, their their attendance was down. Um, but specifically, there was a lot of people that with Six Flags passes that weren't getting out to some of the Six Flags parks, and so it was a way for them to kind of come come here and see what our our park has to offer. But it was also great advertisement because they're building that new coaster, and it was all that stuff. So it was like, come back next season and spend some more money. So. Yeah. Um, but no, that was kind of a one, one off thing from what I understand. Their day pass isn't that bad. You know, it's like 54 bucks or something like that for a day, one day ticket. That's Adventureland? Yeah, Adventureland. But their, their season pass, they're more expensive than Disney. It's like $300 for the Platinum Pass at Adventureland. Are you kidding me? It's, it's wow. crazy. I have never seen a season pass that expensive. Their passes have been expensive for years because I have a friend that was up there and he were, he's like, it's not worth it. I'll just get a platinum pass to Worlds of Fun. And he's like, I'll just drive the three hours of Worlds of Fun instead of spending that money for that little park, which that park's really cool. I love that park, but I would never pay that much for a season pass for that park and no, just be able to go to that park. But 50 bucks a person, Monster is worth it. One it time, is. one visit to the park, Monster's worth that $50 price of admission right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually, I, I plan to get up there. I, I'll probably hit that ACE event that is it's, uh, coming up. Did, did you sign up, John? Not yet, but it, it, as long as something doesn't come up to get in my way, uh, Riley and I will probably run up and do that. So, mm -hmm. All right, well, we hit the hour mark, so okay. it's awesome having all you guys on here. But And I know we could yeah, probably stay and talk for a whole other hour. But uh, let's save some of this for another uh, for another episode. Next so, week, uh, Hurricane Harbor, Chicago. Say what? Next week, talk about the Hurricane Harbor, Nick, uh, Chicago, dirty. Oh yeah, extra oh. cost if you're not a member. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll save that till we have more facts and data, right? They they did kind of drop that. So, all right. So just uh, kind of close this on out. I just want to have everyone just do a, a quick shout out to their social media. So, Travis, you are the coaster dude. Um, uh, so that's your uh, your blog, The Adventures of Coaster Dude. Is that right? Correct. I I did recently just um, ax the website, so I'm just doing more like social media. I've had a lot going on, so. I'm just kind of doing pictures. I might try and start moving to a little more YouTube as well, but I just do a lot of park updates, a lot of photos and stuff like that on my social media. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Awesome. And then uh, I'll link to all this in the show notes. And Steve, uh, Thrill Max, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, you're you're, uh, you're uh, kind of slightly different because you do a lot of the, um, I would call it Fright, fright you, and you actually brand it Fright Max, right? Fright Max, yeah. So uh, Thrill Max, so we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and YouTube. Um, and you can find all kinds of um, videos like park reviews, park tours, uh, different off-ride shots of stuff. And then uh, and for the Halloween season, we turn Thrill Max into Fright Max, and we cover uh, haunts. We go on a whole 10-day trip, and we, we hit a bunch of probably anywhere from 13 to 20 haunted houses in that 10 days. And, uh, yeah, we do different reviews and show you what it's all about. 
Awesome. You and I need to have a side conversation because you we're going to do an episode uh, with uh, my partner in crime on the Thrill Seeker podcast because he's got all of uh, all of the uh, lo- the log ride app has uh, all of the fright stuff in it now. So we'll oh, awesome! Yeah, offline. for sure. We also have a community site for coasters uh, for the coaster enthusiasts. You see, it's also called Thrillmat where. I know you have uh, members all over the world. <laughs> oh my, yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, we cover parks and and topics from all over the world. Yep. Yeah, and and if you look at it, if uh, I know we we cross post this in the Six Flags uh, St. Louis Junkies group uh, because uh, that's where we started this uh, this uh, kind of a uh, live feed. But uh, but that that also, if you if you follow through anything not related to Six Flags St. Louis, um, Steve is our counterpart. So they we send each other send each other traffic is that how you'd say that <laughs> yeah so uh and then uh show me coasters we've uh you guys got mostly uh youtube presence that's yeah, where yeah. i know you're from the dinosaur of the group we're old yeah we're, <laughs> we're the technological we call geriatric coasters <laughs> so yeah all right most of our stuff goes out on our youtube channel yeah and uh, you know you'll see me post uh, something in, in the like St. Louis Chuckies or or the Thrill Max group, uh, yeah. Occasionally, but it's not a it's not like a. And uh, you know, if you look at the Six Flags St. Louis post, which I got which I got up on the um, on the screen right now, if you're in the live chat, uh, I think all of us are in it, right? Because Travis, you Travis, Steve, yeah, all yep. all of us, all mm-hmm. of us got guest pictures. And then Brian, who was on the he was on the call earlier, Mister Six Flags, um, he was having some connection issues and he fell out of the stream, so. We'll have to say say uh, he's in the video also. So, all right. Well, I, I appreciate it. Um, thanks again, guys, for joining us. And I promise we'll do this again. So, uh, if you have any additional questions after this, please uh, go ahead and post them um, either underneath in the comments or over uh, over on one of our, of our Facebook groups because uh, this is what we like to do: talk about coasters, right? Right. Yeah. Talk yeah. about parks. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Join us each week for more Thrill Seekers podcasts and check us out on the web at thrillseekerspodcast.com. This has been a Parksman Podcast production.